Hello, and welcome back to this episode of the All Cap Podcast. I am your host, Cameron of the Wind, and with me this week again, none other than Yubroki, a.k.a. Yuki. What's up, guys? What's up, Yuki? How's the weather? How's your life? <laughs> it's actually beautiful today. Um, it's usually, it's actually rainy season to you in Japan right now, but for one day of the week, it's actually pretty sunny. So, good uh, mood. Yeah, I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have to deal with constant sunlight and oh, constant God. brightness and happiness. The misery. <laughs> Every time I go outside without my mask, I just have to enjoy the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke, guys. I wear my mask every time I leave the house. You better. Uh, it does kind of feel sad depriving people of my face, you know. You're the only one who's sad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so today, guys, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, the comebacks that have happened this week. A little bit of T-O-O, a little bit of One to Nine, a little bit of Alexa, and a little bit of X-R-O. I mean, Chero. <laughs> and then, you know, some other news that's happened. And then in the second half of today's episode, we're going to be talking about our opinions on foreign groups. And all of that comes with that in K-pop. So stick around for that. And let's head into the Weekly Roundup. Okay, so the first comeback we had this week was actually by T.O.O. Uh, if you don't know, T.O.O. are a 10-member group. They debuted from this show called 19. <laughs> wait, what? No, I'm thinking. <laughs> wait, wait, I just got so confused. I totally just... I didn't even know they did. No, I just mix up the groups. <laughs> oh, I just mixed up T.O.O. and One to Nine. But T.O.O. Oh. did debut from a, a uh, survival show. I just don't remember which one. But that's unnecessary at the moment. T.O.O. are a group. Um, honestly, I wasn't feeling their debut. They debuted with a song called Magnolia a few months ago. Isn't It wasn't really my thing. But this song, they just came back this week with count one two and let me tell you mm, i love this song <laughs> i just like i feel like it was it was really refreshing to hear because you know it's like a bright concept we don't have many of those these days especially especially with boy groups you know kind of slacking on those so i think it's great how about you yuki right it's yeah like you said it's bright it's uh, upbeat, bubbly, and you know, it uh, interested me a little because I heard some Japanese in there. <laughs> he said Ichimi. Oh, we're going there. Okay, huh? we, okay you know, might as well. This yeah, you gotta is, be able to count oh, in okay. all the languages. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, this song really made me 
um, you know, want to want to look into them a little more. So I did listen to the rest of the album and it was pretty decent. Uh, I'm really, you know, going to keep an eye out for their next comeback, you know, one that I'm looking forward to see where they go next with it. And that's kind of big yeah. coming from me because y'all know if you didn't know. I'm going to say it right now. I have more of an affinity towards girl groups. So I don't really stand any boy groups at all. I'd say the closest one for me would be EXO. But even that, um, I can't name all the, all the members off the bat. So <laughs> can't claim this, to stand them. <laughs> yeah, in my case, I actually do stand boy groups. And... Now, don't take this the wrong way. I'm hoping T.O. isn't good with this new comeback because I'm going to have to stand. And then I'm going to have to remember 10 new guys' faces, each person's names, birthdays. So, you know, that's just reality. Hopefully, you know, I'm supporting them. But yeah, at this point, I have to stand, yeah, I'm going to have to go all in. At this point, you know, this far into our K-pop connoisseur <laughs> that's not a word, but, you know, when you find new groups, you gotta, you really gotta make the decision, like, do I want to devote the time to this group, to learning all this stuff about them? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. So, <laughs> a couple days later... We had three comebacks um, on the 16th. We had one to nine drop bad boy, bad guy. Sorry, bad guy. It was an EP. Uh, Yuki, tell me what you thought about this song. Hey, you know me. I just like this type. Um, yeah, these type of groups. This is my style. Um, yeah. Just like what I remember them from Domino with Crush. It's just, I don't know why I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, you know, the music video is pristine. Good visuals on this. Uh, the song's decent. You know, uh, it's not really my style, but I would say I see the appeal. And <laughs> it's definitely good. It's just not something I, it's not the type of music that I listen to, but you know. Yeah, that's but, what I expected. Yeah, definitely solid. Um, nothing has hit for me since Domino, though. Let me see something. Domino. They yeah, had... I checked their discography, and I <laughs> I didn't even know they released all of these. Yeah, they've had like yeah. two, three comebacks since Domino. I guess but, you know none of that has really hit for me. I've listened to them all, but none of them really hit for me. But yeah, I'll keep an eye out. I did like Bad Guy more than than usual. <laughs> but you know, when you start with Domino, you know they they Domino. get our they get our attention for a while. You know, got my attention. They got crush. <laughs> Come on, man. Um. Okay, and then also. Alexa dropped her single Villain Now if you don't know Alexa Much like her first Two releases It's powerful Very very fierce Like you know she's, stay she's sticking with the Sticking with the concept 
and you know she did it again yeah actually i think out of her songs i think it might be the best one i think she's has some choreo too i think she's actually leaning more to choreo the lot yeah, of performances yeah she's definitely a performance so, oriented artist and you know her best performance i think is i don't know if you've seen it but ai trooper like I don't know about the music, but she can dance. Actually, <laughs> she's actually really good at dancing. Yeah, she's man. actually yeah. I agree. She's she's a pretty good performer, and um, even though this the type of music that she makes isn't the type of music I listen to, I still enjoy her comebacks because of the performance aspect. You know? Yeah. Shout out to Alexa. You should come on the podcast sometime. Uh, <clears throat> moving on <laughs> next uh, the uh, let's say the main <laughs> the main talking point for comebacks this week <laughs> well between us not in between the K-pop industry the K-pop fans but uh, this uh, new duo called Chero um, the spelled X-R-O <clears throat> they came out with this little song called Welcome to the Jungle Welcome to My Jungle now uh, when Yuki and I first listened to the song we we enjoyed it quite a lot we enjoy it quite a bit you know <laughs> pretty fire um, if you don't know Chedo are a group uh, one of them was a former Mix 9 contestant. That would be um, the one with the blonde hair, blondish, greenish hair. His name's Hiro. Hiro. Sorry. My Japanese pronunciation, you know. Gotta keep that crisp. Hiro-san. That was pretty good. Thanks. I used to, used to be a bit of a weeb myself, you know. so yeah he was on uh mix nine so he got a little bit of clout you know a little bit of fans from that and then um the other member jay chan he was on uh the produce 101 season that created 101 my my boys but yeah he was on that season he got a few fans from there so uh they dropped this song it was pretty fire first few listens you know got stuck in my head and then like a day later i see a little 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 inkling of controversy talking about the lyrics and then i go and check and look what we have here they're talking about being indian and screaming like an indian you know what i'm at this point, I'm not angry. Just disappoint. Just do better. The exact lyrics are Budo like an Indian, which means call like an Indian, and Chumcho like an Indian, which means dance like an Indian. <laughs> that now, sounds more offensive than <laughs> Now, in my head, I'm like, you can almost be excused for that. However, the very next line. They say, Excuse. they say, Michoba 
We are Indian. Michoba means oh no, go crazy. He said Michoba. Oh no. Uh, they essentially they just say go crazy. We are Indian. They say in English we are Indian. And you know, <sighs> me and Yuki we're just we're just scratching our heads because there's there's two there's two possibilities here. Either they didn't get a Westerner to vet these English lyrics, or Yuki brought up the point, which is worse, which would be if they did get a Westerner to write it, and they still let this slide. Yeah, either way, it's terrible. Yeah, it's just it just seems at this point like it just seems so obvious to like. I don't know if it it's. I was telling Yuki, it's it seems obvious to us as Westerners because that's kind of the space that we're in in the entertainment industry. But this is a smaller this is a smaller company, you know. There, I feel like I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but I feel like the the mental headspace, the these people, I feel like these people are just are just some some guys in suits with money who are like get somebody to write me a song it doesn't matter it has to be hip hop and then they just do it and then they don't really think much of it because they know that they're up against it it's a smaller group they don't really expect to get exposure I feel like the problem with that is as group I feel like K-pop companies going forward should just know should just automatically come with the expectation that there will be foreign fans and even though they have their main job their main goal is to appeal to Koreans obviously they want to get big in Korea first they don't really care about growing overseas it's Korea first overseas second but I feel like at this point, going forward, they just they somebody has to be in these companies telling them, like, that they that when they put this stuff out here because it's K-pop, it's gonna get international views. Doesn't matter how few or how many it is, it's going to. So, with that comes expectations and procedures for how to how to navigate you know yeah i agree there should be some system in place or they should have Not better awareness yeah just i just think like it just seems like how can you not be aware of something like that my only issue is they just had to put it in and they thought <laughs> it was fire <laughs> they just I mean, that, like, they could change Indian with so many other things. All they said is, all they said is, what'd they say? Call like an Indian, dance like an they Indian. Said, they could replace bar, that. Bro. They could replace that with, like, anything. They could change that with, like, it's jungle. Why didn't they say gorilla? You know, problem solved. Damn. And the, the, the line right before call like an Indian is echo like Tarzan. So why not just say, bro, it just, 
bro, hire me. Polo <laughs> 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 like gorilla. Chum mm-hmm. like gorilla. Bro. You know what? But <laughs> what we're just trying to say is um at this point as as international fans i don't think it's wrong for us to ask for a little bit of awareness from from companies of all sizes that the stuff that you put in your songs is going to be analyzed by people from all over the world so you should take that into account and that's all we have to say about chero Oh my god. So the last comeback actually that this dropped an hour before we started recording this podcast. Irene and Sulgi. Now they dropped everybody knows they just dropped Monster. We talked about it on the first episode. And they just they work hard, you know? They said all we're gonna also drop a follow-up single. And extra songs. So that's what, like, five, uh, six songs? Six songs they dropped in this comeback. Not too shabby. Now, this song, <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> the song is decent. The song is decent. The song is good. You know, they don't miss. I said that last week. I'll say it again. They don't miss. However, the real point, the real talking point is this video and this choreo. Yuki, tell them what's in this choreo. This choreo, let me camera. This choreo is ridiculous. They came out here looking like the Jabberwockies. The Jabberwockies. Out here tutting? Who? Who? What who, kind of group? Who they just is, come out here tutting? The who whole is tutting? Video? Who is doing it like them? Let me tell you. Let me tell you who is tutting. It wasn't even just Both like a small them. section. It wasn't even a small section. It wasn't like this mini like dance break. It was the whole video. <laughs> the whole right, video. Like, yeah, when it opened, you just you just see some um, little pop pop pop. Right, you're like, oh, that was, yeah, that was cool. Five, they did it the whole video. Like, let someone breathe. <laughs> and honestly, like, I, I want to know. Yeah, you know, I think people often, I don't want to say forget, but take for granted how, how talented these people are. <laughs> like how. Like, I don't think most people, I can't imagine learning like two whole choreos, one of them, you know, the monster one, and then doing this dance style that they haven't done before and learning that whole choreo and doing it perfectly and flawlessly and so amazingly, you know, like there's a reason. I just want everybody to always remember. There's a reason that these people are at the top (laughs) and they show us. Every day, you know, they really show us yeah. why why they're at the top. I don't even know. They just the, it, the single came out of nowhere. I think it was just a, a huge reminder. They just want wanted to say talent, 
that's all they wanted to say. Honestly, it was kind of an unnecessary flex in a way. Like they really <laughs> didn't have to do all that, but and yet they still did. I agree. Um. So yeah, we just want to say, um, go support Irene and Sogi or your band <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. We appreciate anybody who's listening. Um, all right. So let's get into our first news story. Um, I do have just a small update on the icon stuff. <laughs> the icon incident that we talked about in the first episode. So if you don't remember, a couple of icon members, uh, Junho and Jinwan, they were in a car accident, turns out. Uh, the driver was intoxicated under the influence and also turned out that that driver was one of their managers. Now, YG have released a statement saying, uh, you know, obviously the whole we're investigating, this isn't right, you know, we will take action as soon as possible, blah, blah, blah. But, um, it's just... It's just... You know, it's like, where where can they go from this? Where can they go from this? <laughs> right. Yeah, in the article, they have some uh, a short statement from the driver. He says, yeah, he feels bad because he knows how it will affect the whole company and the, the artist. Yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) It says at the end there, and I don't know about right now, but at the moment of this article, they were uh, both Jinwon and Junho were sent to emergency care. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, but um, they they did. They are back and just like resting. That was confirmed, but they haven't released the info. I don't want to gossip, but as it was a manager, that leaves two possibilities. Possibility one is that they were out drinking with the manager and he's, they all thought, still thought it was a good idea to get in the car and drive. The other option would be they called the manager to pick them up and he would, they didn't know he was intoxicated. I, I don't know how likely that one is. But, you know, it's still a possibility. But the question is, would... I mean, I don't think YG would ever disclose. So the police would have to disclose that. So it just makes you wonder if it turns out that the group or that the two members were drinking with the manager and they decided to get in the car with them. Isn't that kind of like career ending in a way i mean you know i mean bobby was kicked off because he thought about buying (laughs) the devil's lettuce so actually getting in a serious accident i don't know what that will do to someone's career especially with a company already under heavy scrutiny every single day anyways we just thought we'd give a little update we'll keep our eye on that all right our next 
bit of news is um, just a little achievement, you know, some good news from YG's camp in a way. We got Blackpink over here breaking their own record for the fastest music video to hit 300 million views. Now, Yuki, I don't know if you know this, but that's a lot of views. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's it's mind-numbing. Like, we how they just break their own records? It's in r- ridiculous numbers. You can't even really comprehend how insane this is. I don't know. It really feels like you know when an artist gets to this point of fame like your BTS's and Blackpink's I think those are about about the only two that are are to the level that I'm about to explain but I'd com- make it comparable to like Beyonce in a way Con- don't, don't drag me <laughs> but I mean in the sense that they have such a high, high, such a large following that it feels like they could drop anything and it would still blow up. And no, I have no doubt it would. <laughs> the thing is that fee- that's a lot of pressure. I feel like people don't think about that kind of pressure because when like no artist wants to think about the fact that they could just put out trash and it could still be celebrated but I feel like that thought is in everybody's mind but it works inversely in the sense that you don't want to put out something bad because you don't want your fans to think that it's getting to your head like you could just drop anything you know like you could just do subpar stuff and you'll still be at the same level so i feel like that's a big reason why you know i'm not saying that's an excuse for these long ass (laughs) periods in between blackpink's music but you know i mean beyonce is doing the same thing basically she doesn't really drop music anymore but it's because at this point they're to this level that people's expectations are so high that I mean, you have no choice but to spend as much time as possible to to live up to it. Hey, that's a good point because they have a lot of pressure to bring the heat with every single video, every single song. So they're going to spend a lot of time on it. Like if you're at a small company, the only place you can go is up. You don't feel that same pressure. Also, oh. Yeah, and also, just smaller companies don't have the the luxury of time because if you're not right, if you're not putting your name out there constantly, then your groups just get left behind. Because as we know, every single week there's a bunch of new groups, a bunch of new solos, a bunch of new music in general. So you have, if you're starting, you have to be consistent. But at this point. If you're a big company like YG, 
you you can take time however there has to be there has to be you have to find a middle ground like like there was this period last year twice released like how many freaking songs who knows a lot they released a lot like and that's more than they had to do like you don't have to come back as much as twice to be as big as twice say because blackpink is as big as twice and they have barely come back i don't know i just (laughs) i feel like i oh man i want to talk to somebody from yg (laughs) like somebody who could i want to do like a spill all on what what the oh my god that that company bro no, um, that would be crazy. Expat YG <laughs> tells all. If you do it in America, they can't sue you. <laughs> you have to um censor his face and yeah, alter his voice, and you have to speak in vague terms and say none of this is confirmed. This is all. I get done guns every day. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's a thought that I, that just came into my head. What if I'm making excuses for YG as a way to cope? <laughs> like my brain, <laughs> my brain, our brain is like creating like like a coping mechanism for these hiatuses. Like, yeah, no, they just have to work on the quality. Like that's the that's the reason they're just. I feel like Blinks, poor Blinks. I feel like they go through that. That's their life essentially. <laughs> But, um, you know, just a thought. Congrats to Blackpink for being dominant in this world. And uh, the last bit of news for the week is that uh, YG have confirmed Treasure is coming back in two weeks. Or debuting, sorry. Treasure is debuting on the 7th of August. How do you feel about that, Yuki? It's about time. (laughs) I think they've released like 20 versions. Of, <laughs> what's the song again? Of going crazy? <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. And every single version hits. Facts. But I'm the ready first for, song I'm yeah, downloading. I'm ready for a debut, man. It's been too long. Now, do you think the debut is going to be better than going crazy? I don't know. They have to live up to that. I'm just hoping it equals it. I'm yeah, not expecting it. True, true, true. Because that is a bang. It's a real. It really is. Um. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Yuki, do you have a do you have a treasure bias? Or not to yet? Be honest. I mean, you did watch the whole show. He doesn't remember. I'm sure. If I look up their faces, <laughs> honestly, I really don't. Because I get Produce 101 and Treasure mixed up a lot. Yeah. Well, um, for those of you that are that want to know, my bias is, of course, God Bang Yedam, our king. <sighs> I think he's a musical genius. Well, that's not really news to anyone that's not... In, <laughs> That's not a crazy opinion, but uh, I just I love his voice and I love his his brain, and um, I'm excited to see what music he makes going forward for the group and for himself. 
yeah so we'll be definitely talking about treasure when they debut we probably won't talk about teasers or stuff but definitely we'll be reviewing the debut and that wraps up the weekly roundup so uh we're gonna get into the second half of the show after this break Okay, so in the second half of today's episode, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on foreign groups and strongly foreign presence in the K-pop industry. We're not talking about one or two members in a group. We're talking about foreigners trying to pave their way in the K-pop industry with no Korean members or very little Korean members. So, uh, if you guys haven't heard, there is this um, group based out of London, England, called Kachi. And um, it's a four-member girl group with uh, three white girls and one Korean girl. Hey guys, it's Cameron here, cutting in for a correction, actually. So, two of the Gachi members are from Spain, one of them being Venezuelan and the other being half Filipina also. So um, I just wanted to give that correction. It doesn't really change the scope of our conversation because we don't stick on it too long, but just thought I'd put that in there. Thank you. Now the group was made by a Korean woman. So, you know, at least they got that going for them. And uh, they actually just dropped their their debut song and it actually has quite a lot of views quite a lot of views at the time of recording it has yuki check that for me it's still at 10 well 10.5 million 10.6 million actually now for those of you that don't know if you're new to the genre and stuff that's actually really really good for a new group like amazingly good there are groups coming out of Korea that are only dropping a few 10,000 maybe. Here's the thing. The song isn't really that good. <laughs> now, it's Let's not clear. It's not <laughs> not Here's it's the not thing bad. though. Yeah. The lyrics, the actual uh, background music, the melody is okay. It's just the execution could have some work done. I think when when it comes to foreigners trying to enter this industry, there's so much already set up against them when when they start, right? So, literally, if you're going to do it, it has to be like whatever you start with has to be really good like it has to be high quality now that i think that's where the problems come from because no big company is going to invest in a mostly foreign group which means any mostly foreign group that comes out is not gonna have the highest quality product which is like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you expect 
the foreign groups, these foreigners, to be bad or just subpar. And because they can't get the funding, because they can't pump out like the the super high quality stuff, then it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy for those that are already in the negative mindset, you know? Right. We discussed this earlier. I just think, um, like, for the reasons you said, since they're in that position, you got to, they can't, but you got to bring in some elites. You're already at a disadvantageous uh, position. So to come into the industry, you got to be bringing in some great talent that's just what i think because on okay on the one hand one could ask the question of why do you need to have a fully foreign group of making k-pop because (laughs) there is no need (laughs) unlike english this language is only spoken in one place in the world. And so it makes sense that the every that the music coming out of that one place is in this language. It just it just makes sense, right? The reason they're using the language is because it's connected to the industry. So if they want the same um you right. know, the same I was I was going to say that too. as the industry, the same song style as the industry. They here's have the thing. to do it in that language. Because here's the thing. It's kind of like it is kind of clout chasing in a way, because think of this. If Kachi released this song just fully in English, they would have got no hype, nothing like if they were just a British girl group inspired by K pop maybe, but it was all in English. It's still, it, it, they're not getting 10 million views in two months. So it's like the hype of K-pop is, is only going up. It's continuously going up. It's becoming like, I would say, arguably, it's the second most, well, not arguably, it is the second most influential and now popular Um industry like entered music industry outside of like hollywood the u.s so like at this point but it's not but it's a neat it's still a niche right like it's still kind of a kind of a not a gimmick but like it's still a thing like a still new unheard thing it's still like a buzzword that's what i like K-pop in itself is still a buzzword. So when you associate yourself with that, you're going to get all the eyes of the people who are looking out for that buzzword. So I understand why you would want to, you know, make some music, try something new, but still under that scale of K-pop. But I'm not going to say I don't see why people want foreigner foreigners more foreigners in k-pop because i kind of get it it's like the a western hollywood mindset so like hollywood is worldwide influential 
So people want faces and ideas in Hollywood that are going to reflect the people worldwide, you know, seeing it. Everybody wants to see themselves, a version of themselves in the art, you know. It's why we ask for representation and stuff. It just seems like there's no way to incorporate foreigners into K-pop fully without it feeling like a gimmick, you know? Like imagine a group comes out and they 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 have this black guy in there. Of course he's going to be the rapper and of course it's going to be this big story and of course it's going to make news and all that stuff because you know, it's unheard of. But like do the pros outweigh the cons? There's going to like there's already going to be so much scrutiny for this whoever the foreigner is to represent their country right to for the for the company to you know not undermine them or treat them different you know just seems like i'm not saying nobody should try i'm just saying like i think it could work but i think it only works if it's uh if they're brought up just like other foreigners are brought up in traditional groups. Exactly. Uh, Lisa is from Thailand. If someone is a foreigner, but they're brought up as if they're Korean, they're taught Korean, and they do the same Korean um, idol system, and they're being represented as a Korean group, I think that would be successful, but the issue is these other um groups they're they're like yeah that's a good point yuki i think the main point is when westerners try and do their take on k-pop it gets to the point it seems like un it gets like uncanny valley-ish and if you don't know uncanny valley is where is a term meaning that uh, uh, something is in between, like yeah, fake something and is like reality. It's yeah. an uncomfortable midground. Like Uncanny Valley is used in a lot in movies because you can see in CGI, like it's in CGI where everything looks like it should be right, but there's something off, and you can't tell what's off. And it's that's what seems like whenever these groups like they do everything like a K-pop group, but there's just like something in your brain is telling you this is weird, you know? Right. I don't know. I just, I don't think we've seen a foreign group with the same resources as a big company. So I think it would be an interesting case study or an interesting experiment to see what the response or the result of doing that would actually be. Cause I think it would be okay. But with these small companies, it doesn't seem to be the case. Because of, like you just said, Lisa, all the Thai idols, they're full Thai. They don't know anything about Korea before they come. And then they get, you know, put in. So in theory, I understand why people are like, so why can't you just do that with like a black person or a white person or someone from Mexico or someone from Brazil, you know? But I feel like, like I said before, 
it just becomes, it just feels like a gimmick. Like we're going to throw in this Brazilian member. We're going to get a bunch of Brazilian fans. But then with that comes, I feel like if a company is going to do that, it has to be a big company because a small company is probably just going to end up not giving the foreigner lines or something like that or mm. not or just like using them as like a prop as a gimmick you know right so it's like how does a company foreign or not c- create a non-gimmicky non cringy high production foreign group or group with western members that aren't half that are just full i'm not gonna deny it if i see an article this new upcoming group is gonna have the first full brazilian or first full black or first full insert western country member i'm gonna of course i'm gonna be interested because like everybody wants to see if it can be done right because that'll just give other companies the go-ahead to try it but the question is who's going to be the one to do it right and when is it going to happen is it going to happen soon is it going to happen in 10 years who knows yeah that will be all for today's episode um thank you for listening um feel free to follow us on twitter at all cap podcast and our individual Instagrams at, at Cameron of the Wind and at you, Brokey. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Right, see you.